0: And now, a brand new episode of the Script to Screen News Hour here on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM with hosts Alan Mahana and Hod Solo. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Script to Screen News Hour here on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM. I'm your host, Alan Mahana, and boy, oh boy, what a week! What a week it has been in the film and television industry. It seems the closer we get to Christmas, the more chaotic things get. The more towards 2019 that we get, the crazier things get. Daredevil season three is now available on Netflix and the reviews are proclaiming it is just as powerful as the first season. Luke Cage follows uh, his buddy Iron Fist down the aisle of canceled shows, deleting uh, uh, any hope of seeing the duo Together on screen. What this means for the defenders, we will have to wait and see. John Krasinski is writing the sequel to his unforgettable A Quiet Place, so I guess this is a step in the right direction. Spider Man Far From Home wraps, and Tom Holland reveals a new Spidey suit. In the Land of Westeros, rumors are rising regarding the spin off series. On top of all that, the Monsterverse continues moving forward. James Bond might finally have a new face. Dracula is definitely getting a new face. And the latest step from the director that Hod and I absolutely adore is sadly a massive disappointment. So it's easy to say we've got a massive episode for you today. So let's not float around in deep space for too long and let's talk about all this stuff with the solo to my Chewbacca, the one, the only, Hod solo. Hello, hello, hello. How you doing? Well, I, I just listed off a yeah, million different there, things. There's <laughs> so much going on. There's so much, man. There's so much. But was, this is this is what I love about the film and te- television industry is that it's never lacking of things going on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We're never going to get bored. We're always going to have stuff to talk about. Absolutely. News, 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 stories, stories, stories. Pretty excited, very pumped. Definitely. Yeah, 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 definitely. I, yes,
0: yes. And as always, uh, uh, we have a film of the week this week. Yes, we, we both do. got to see a movie. Granted, there was no premiere for it, so this was. Uh A solo to solo. Yeah.
1: It's the first time in a while we (laughs) watch a movie separately. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. We watched the same movie. Yeah. um, But we did see it separately. Yeah. Uh, You saw it Wednesday evening, and I saw it Thursday Thursday, uh, afternoon during the day. Um, So uh, let's not waste, waste too much time here. Let's jump right in and talk about the movie of the week, which is Damien Chazelle's First Man.
1: Down here and you look up and you don't think about it too much, but space exploration changes your perception. And it allows us to see things that we should have seen a long time ago.
0: We have serious problems. We've got this under control. You're a bunch of boys. You don't have anything under control. So here we go. Wow. Yeah. Nice. It's I've decided to do this every time we have a movie of the week. I take like the final kind of climactic segment of the trailer. Yeah, I like that. Just bring it in, just to pump everybody up. Yeah. Um. So okay. So 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 let's start. Um. We're going to do what we did with, with uh, uh, A Star is Born, yep. which is start digging deeper into these films, not just kind of brush things off, but really, really dig things yeah, up yeah. and talk about them. And uh, it was really successful, I think, last week. I, we got some really cool feedback from yep. people who got to see us digging into the the film. So so let's do let's that. Let's do that, yeah. Uh, uh, starting every week now, you know? Um. Okay. So, this is a film that's reuniting Ryan Gosling with Damien Chazelle. Yeah, after La La Land. After La La Land. And it tells the story of Neil Armstrong and his journey towards being essentially the first man yeah. to take a step on the surface it's, of the moon. It's the true story, basically. Yeah. Basically. Basically. Yeah, basically yeah. the true story. Inspired um, by true events. Yeah. <laughs> you did that really well, kind of like the trailer you, voice. That was, It was very, very good. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> I can, really dislike feeling this way about movies. Can I, just, can
1: I just say one thing? And I'm quoting another movie. Houston, we have a
0: problem. Yes. Houston, we have a serious problem. Um, I was really looking forward to yeah. Damien Chazelle's second entry. I really, really was. a Third entry, actually. Third, yeah. Um, after the fantastic and raw whiplash. I love that to the To the dreamy and beautiful La La Land. We get this. Yep. No, like, um, you know, it's funny. I want to quote, you quoted uh, Apollo 13. Yeah. I'm going to quote whiplash. Okay. There isn't, there, there isn't a word that is more damaging in the English language than good job. Yeah. I think people have told Damien Chazelle, good, good job good. way too often that I feel like he's kind of lost it here. Yeah. Um, um, so essentially here's the breakdown. The film's opening sequence is amazing right? Yep. The, the way the film opens, it's aggressive, it's captivating, but it falsely sets the stage to what follows because it's disjointly uh, narrated, uh, uh, and, and it progresses in a way that is very disconnecting to the audience. In my opinion, uh, the characters drift in and out, uh, without much engagement from us. And, uh, and it's weird to say this about a film, but, um, First man is cold. Yep, absolutely. It's just it's cold. You 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 feel you, nothing. You feel like you're in space. Yeah, literally. It's cold as space. Literally. Yeah, like look, to me and literally is being used the right way. Here. Yes, <laughs>
1: properly. <laughs> look, here here's what I said in my review.
0: Yes. Uh
1: let's look at this movie in two parts. Let's sure. look at it technically. Sure. Okay, let's do that. From a technical aspect, I love the movie. Okay. I mean the directing was was done perfectly. Uh, the editing, there's these scenes, as you said, like the opening scene where it, it's very intense, or any scene where they're in the rocket, you feel claustrophobic, you feel like the rocket is going to blow up at any point, mm-hmm. and you're going to blow mm-hmm. up with it. Mm-hmm. So it does that very well, and and Gosling and Foy deliver good performances. But the issue, the biggest issue, and you said cold. I say lack of heart. Yeah, this movie has no heart. Zero heart. We're not going to spoil anything because this is a true story. We know that a lot of people died prior to going the to the moon on on the space mission, mm-hmm. and. I could not give a crap about anyone. I'm i the type of person that gets emotionally involved in a movie in a heartbeat, and you'll see me cry, and you've seen me cry a bunch of times. Throwback to A Star is Born. Oh, my God. I mean... Yeah, Kleenex. Sponsored by Kleenex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this movie did nothing to me. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's some very nice... Visuals, the CGI is really good. I mean, uh, you, couldn't, you don't know you what's really real. Couldn't tell. You don't know what's real and what's uh, CGI. Absolutely, till, you bravo. really could
0: not tell what was what was a, a, a practical effect and what was a visual effect. You really could not. Yeah. And for that, you have to applaud Chazelle. Yeah. Um, but but again, because you're saying this. Um, experience seems to be what Chazelle was really prioritizing in this movie and not story. Yeah. Um, You know, when you look at the film as a whole, it's really easy to deduce that Chazelle, much like, and, and, you know, this is something that I said in my review, Mm -hmm. much like Christopher Nolan did in Dunkirk, Um, um, it's more about wanting the the audience to experience the struggles, the risks and the hardships that astronauts and their families face, uh, uh, and, and what space travel does to a human body and to the human psyche and all that stuff. But again, it's this, it's this weird thing of is a movie an experience or is a movie a visual way to tell a story. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is something that is slowly becoming, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the lines are getting blurred. Um, you know, uh, because again, the only scenes where you and I felt engaged were the scenes that dealt with the space travel. Yes. Everything else on a human element fa- felt very lackluster, yeah. which is very confusing because the performances were stellar. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, 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 you know, pun intended, the performances were out of this world. Nice. Well played. Well. Played. Um, but they weren't enough. It's not enough to like carry a movie. You know, uh, it, for, for me, like uh, Ryan Gosling's performance as Neil Armstrong or the way Neil Armstrong was written in this film was very pouty from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So he starts off in a way that is very like he's already in a very down place. So it's, yeah. it, when a character starts off at a very down place in this way, it's very hard to connect with them. Like you you didn't get the buildup to this darkness. You know what I mean? Um, and so when he goes to the moon and he comes back, the character feels... Hardly changed at all. Mm-hmm. Like the experience seems like it It hardly affected him whatsoever. Yeah, so like he went to
1: a restaurant and came back.
0: Yeah. So, and, and there are moments in the film where the pacing from event to event seems very rushed. Yep. I.e. the opening sequence with whatever happens uh, mm-hmm. with the Armstrong family. And then others that seem to overstay their welcome completely. Yes. Uh, you know, like the... Again, it's, it's not a real spoiler per se, but something goes wrong while they're in space. And that moment lasts for about like four or five minutes or what feels like four or five minutes. Yep. It's just an endless sequence that really tires you. Um, and whether or not that is the intent for me falls flat when I could care less about the characters.
1: Absolutely, you, for, for me, as you said, you have to be emotionally invested in these characters. You have to care. You have to give a damn. You have to be worried about them. What's going to happen? Why did this happen to him? Everything around this makes him, it, it, it's so critical and important. Mm-hmm. And this movie doesn't have that. Again, you look at it, it's eye candy. It's, it's wow, it's impressive, but it's not enough. There needs to be a combination of both these things. And again, here's what I don't get. Chazelle directed Whiplash and directed La La Land. Mm-hmm. Forget that one is a musical and one is uh, about, about music. About music. <laughs> uh, but the characters he created, the characters yeah. he had, you yeah. love them, you hate them. Jay, you freaking hate. And love J.K. Simmons in Whiplash. You feel so bad for for Miles Teller in Whiplash. Mm-hmm. You love Emma Stone and, and Ryan Man, Gosling. Man, La La
0: Land, at the end of La La Land, everybody was in tears. Like yeah. La La Land's final sequence is so heartbreaking. Yeah. And it's so beautiful. It's classic Hollywood exactly. cinema. Exactly. And this is this was you know what this was, and I hate to say it, but this was show offy. Probably this was not. Yeah. This was show offy. This was a film where Damien Chazelle was. Hey, hey, look at my muscles. Yeah. look at my guns. You know, this is what I can do, and I can I can I can pull some Nolan on you. Okay. and I can pull some you know like do some very uh, advanced you know like technical work. But again, this goes back to the famous quote that says a movie, uh, you know, uh, is based on three things. Story, story, story. Yeah. It. This is it. If there isn't a story and I don't care that this was a biopic, like yeah. I don't care that this was based on a true story. Yeah. Look at what, look at what Steven Spielberg did with Lincoln. Yes. Lincoln. I mean, I was emotionally invested in that movie completely because the characters were beautifully written. This was flat. Yep. Yeah.
1: It was flat. A, a testament that this movie lacks something. Look at the results in the US box office. It came in at third. At third. I think with 17 million. Under Venom. Under, yeah, exactly. So it says something. It does say something that people are not maybe falling in love with with this movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean,. You know, uh, there isn't there is a place where you and I slightly disagree, though. You liked the score. I did. I did not. I thought again. I it reminded me of uh, Hans Zimmer's score for Dunkirk because it was very repetitive. Like there weren't a lot of themes in the music. It was literally that that violin which we'll hear because we're about to you know play uh, one. It was a repetitive violin with a few melodic notes, and that was it. On and on and on in different variations, but it was those same notes. And, and essentially this is kind of Chazelle's way of putting you in this, like this is a circuitous kind of thing space. There's no up down. It's just, you know, circular and, and, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and there were a lot of circles in the movie, if you notice. The yeah. moon, the the bracelet, uh, the craters. Uh, there's a lot of focusing on, like, plates and all that stuff. So there's a lot of that, rep, you yeah, know, like, yeah. that life as a circle kind of a thing, mm-hmm. you know? A lot of moving of the camera in circles. Yeah, and yeah. So for me, when Justin Hurwitz creates a score like he did in La La Land, and then you give me this... <clears throat>
1: It's yeah, I just like I, I want to say this but again La La Land is a musical Yeah, so but I'm not talking
0: about the musical yeah, numbers. The I'm score, talking about the, the score, score yeah, itself. Yeah, the score but it all know? fits
1: in perfectly within yeah. the whole package of La La sure, Land. Sure. Sure. So yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed the score. That okay. that, that was one of the positives of the movie. <laughs> so yeah, so And this is not
0: to say again that Ryan Gosling and the amazing Claire, Claire Foy, Foy did yeah. not deliver beautiful performances, but they just rang flat because yep. I could not care less. Yes. So in the latest news we're going to start talking about our news now in the latest uh, news regarding the MCU, the never ending Marvel Cinematic Universe Ryan Coogler has just been officially announced as uh, uh, returning to direct and write Black Panther 2. Yeah. Which is exciting. I'm very happy. Um. So even though I personally did not like Black Panther that much. Yep. I did like it, but not that much. I am pretty excited to hear that Ryan Coogler is coming back. And here is why. Vision. Yes. For me, and, and I don't mean the superhero. Yeah, I, I, I mean I, the actual <laughs> thing. Um, so for me, I'm a huge fan of, uh um, you know, stories that are told when there is a proper uh, Focused Direct vision So the fact that Ryan Cooler's coming back And directing the second And not only directing But also writing The second Black Panther film I am really excited About this Um Uh, uh You know, we saw what James Gunn was able to do with Guardians 1 and Guardians 2. We saw what the Rousseaus were able to do with Captain America Winter Soldier, Civil War, uh, Infinity War, and now Infinity War 4, uh, Part 2, which is not anymore Part 2. It's going to have a different title anyway. um, You know, I love it when this happens because somehow the films remain contained. Uh, Look at the beauty of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. One director, full through and through perfect. Um, as much as we hate the prequels, the Star Wars prequels, it was one direct vision. Yeah, and yeah. It was very clear. The last few Harry Potter films had a direct vision. It was the same director coming back to do them. Uh, and now it's fantastic beasts. Same thing. I like it when that happens. I like it when a director is able to start and finish or finish what he starts. Yeah. So that for me is exciting. Um, you know, I, I love his, his, um the way he uses the camera his color work so i'm excited this is exciting for me yeah i mean i think you said everything i wanted to say <laughs> oh really i'm
1: sorry <laughs> Well, look i i, I personally love the first one so i i can't wait to see what he does with the second one i, I love the characters uh, i'm very curious to see what's gonna happen after the events of uh, avengers part four part two yeah uh,
0: well, yeah, four, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Part four, yeah. P- part two of part four. Yeah, yeah but you yeah, know, yeah. like after... Uh, the inf- fourth
0: Avenger film. Exactly. <laughs> after,
1: after Infinity War. Yeah. So, so I'm curious to see what's going to happen to Wakanda. Wakanda's now open to the world. Right, right. Uh, right. That's going to have consequences. Let's see what those consequences are. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, very excited to see uh, Chadwick Boseman back
0: as... Uh, I mean, you can't have another T'Challa, man.
1: Absolutely. And let's see what they're going to do with, with the bad guys. There's, there's Bucky, who's Rumored to be the white wolf right. who might play a role or might end up being the next Captain America. No one knows. No I, no I one like, knows. I like all this, all these questions, all the, right. and th- these, it- these things in the air, and, and I'm, I'm looking forward to, to getting them answered.
0: In a spoiler-filled landscape, the MCU has done a really good yes. job of remaining very hidden. Yeah. Um, and I think the more spoilery the world is getting, the more protective filmmakers are becoming of their work, they have which is to. something that is very exciting to me. Yeah. This is what, this is one of the biggest things that I like about Lucasfilm and I applaud them for doing is that they're really keeping things under wrap. You really cannot tell you have no what, idea what is happening. So I, I like that this is also part of that deal. Um, in other MCU, not really MCU, but Netflix EU, yeah, uh, um, you know, it Luke was, Cage.
1: Yeah, they canceled Luke Cage today, this morning. I Just got the gunshot I, to the head. Yeah, Luke Cage. I mean, season two was pretty good. And this is a week after the events of Iron Fist being canceled. Yeah. And, and last week we had talked about it, that they might... Bring them uh, together. Bring them together because in the comics they're together. So now... No one knows. And the, the, what sucks is I finished watching uh, Iron Fist Season 2. Uh-huh. And Luke Cage Season 2 and Iron Fist Season 2 finish with a cliffhanger. each. Uh, oh, uh, snap. And so I don't know how they're going to work with that in the whole Defender universe if they're going to continue right, with Defenders. Right. Now, I know that uh, Daredevil Season 3... Uh, has been getting off, a lot of good reviews. a lot reviews. of good positive right, traction. Right, right, right. Jessica Jones is, uh, has signed for a third season. Okay. The Punisher for a second season. Okay. So let's see how these characters inter- intertwine. Because uh, uh, Charlie Cox, the actor who plays Daredevil, uh-huh. has uh, given some interest and has said that he would like to... Do Defenders Part 2. Okay. He's on board So for do, you, that.
0: do you think that the Defenders might not have the same roster that they normally do in the comics? I
1: don't think so. I think they will still find a way... To bring them back? To bring these characters within... Like Luke Cage could work with Jessica Jones... Because that, right. that, that happened in the first season of right. Jessica Jones. That's right. how you meet Luke Cage. Right. And Danny Rand, uh, Iron Fist could be within Daredevil, within uh, Jessica Jones also. So I'm okay. sure they'll find a way to merge everything and, okay. and make it work. But look, if they're deteriorating in quality and they believe that, then... So be it. I'm okay with them cancelling, maintaining good shows with right. good quality.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Speaking of good shows with good quality. Yeah. Uh, the duo behind BBC's Sherlock uh, are now uh, developing a, a miniseries based on Dracula. Nice. Um so uh, that excited me. At first, I was like, ooh, like a modern Dracula. This is mm-hmm. nice. I kind of like vampires and all that stuff. So, Okay. Um, but turns out, <laughs> they're not modernizing it. They're actually keeping it. It's going to stay true to the original source material, Okay. Um, it's going to be set in uh, 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 you know the the 1800s in Transylvania, Transylvania. and in London. Um, so it, it will be a period piece, which is also very exciting. Okay. Um, they will be three one-hour-long episodes, much like Sherlock. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I mean, not much is known about it as, as of right now, but it is greenlit and it is going to happen. Is there so, any air date? or no not nothing yet, yet. No. um it could be in the next year or two Okay, but it is going to happen very soon okay. so not too much of a wait um but as of right now there's there isn't even cast attached to it or anything like that but okay. i wanted to mention it because this is kind of cool um it's really nice to see them you know trying to fill the uh, sherlock gap yep. because that apparently is 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 over now.
1: Yeah, so. and Sherlock was a very good show. With oh, it's a, amazing! With I never massive, missed a season. With a ma- massive following. So, yeah, if they were able to do that with a character like Sherlock Holmes, mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll do wonders. Oh with yeah, Dracula. I cannot
0: wait to see how they maneuver their way around Dracula. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you yeah. think it's going to be gory? I hope so. Because it's Dracula. It can I be. mean, like, I hope so. Yeah. I hope they they go for a little little edge. Yeah. Um I, I really do. And as as gothically horrific as possible. Uh you know, I, I really hope that that's what they do. Yeah. Um but we'll see. We'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Speaking of waiting and seeing, Chris Evans uh recently clarified the tweet that he released what was it like last week? Yeah. Um proclaiming, you know, his his uh, adieu to to uh the Shield and Cap. Um so I'm going to read what he said. Yeah. But I have many theories about this. Uh, and, and yeah, go, Personally. Ahead, go ahead. So I'll read it, you comment, yeah. in case our comments are the same. Yes. I don't want to steal <laughs> your thunder again. No, no. So always. Okay, so he says, and I quote, I should clarify that I know I did tweet something that made a lot of people think that it was in some way a spoiler. I should clarify that regardless of how Avenger 4 ends, I would have tweeted the same exact thing. That last day of filming was an emotional day and it was a, the culmination of almost 10 years of filming and 22 movies this unbelievable tapestry
1: yep end quote the, the, we talked about this last week right and i told you because, because i had a feeling that that tweet, the initial tweet not uh-huh. his tweet doesn't have to necessarily mean anything i mean he could be killed off the mantle of captain america could go to some someone else or he could you know hide somewhere and come back right. one day right right so i still maintain uh, these ideas, and of course, when when people saw the initial tweet, they're going to be okay. Yeah, he's he's going to die the, and they don't want to do that. So uh, probably he got some uh, higher, higher guidance. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. try to scramble uh, the, the roads and whatnot, and I think that's what he's doing. But again. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't... Kill. I, I wouldn't be surprised at anything. I I, I don't yeah. know what's to happen. I mean, look,
0: if there's one thing that the MCU has really done right, is that they have been telling really good stories. Um, again, we go back to the idea of story, yeah. and this makes me so happy. Um, uh, they've been telling really good stories, and we have grown attached to these characters. Um... And they've also kept us on our toes. Mm-hmm. None of us saw the events of Infinity War leading up to the way that they did, resulting True. in the way that they did. None of us saw, uh, 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 you know, the, the 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 climax of Civil War. Yeah. None of us saw the climax of Winter Soldier. We enjoy these movies. They're doing a really good job yes. when it comes to these films. Um, no, they're not anything Oscar worthy. No, they're not anything, you know... Whatever, Um, But they're good films, and you enjoy them. Um, Some of them are way better than others. True. um, But they're good films. And unfortunately, right now, or fortunately and unfortunately, depending on how you see it, it's all a matter of perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the box office landscape is filled with superhero films because they're banking. Those are the films that are making money. I mean, you have a First Man, A Star is Born, and Venom, and Venom is making all the money mm-hmm. so uh, regardless of quality of a film yeah so um yeah i mean i'm excited to see this film next year uh, it's you know and next year's lineup for marvel movies isn't that huge no nope. and
1: there's something uh, we we didn't mention before but i read today today also in the morning i forgot to send you this avengers uh, i'm sorry uh, guardians of the galaxies has been, today, delayed. Has been yes, delayed yes 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 And they're looking for a new director still. Uh, uh, Not
0: delayed in in release date, delayed in production date. So it's been delayed until 2021 to begin production, which is going to delay the movie even further ahead. So So, yeah, the lineup for next year is looking kind of dry. I mean, you have, uh, I think you have two movies next year. Captain Marvel. And Infinity and War. And Infinity War. Yeah. Which, you know what? In a lot of ways, I'm a, I like this Good. breath. Yep. Like, I like the idea that next year it'll end this phase of the Avengers yeah. with Infinity War. We'll get a break until the following year when things will start to kind of come out again and, and and, and you know, a new adventure begins yeah. in, in a way. That's what I think. I agree with you. Speaking of new adventures beginning. James Bond, who we've been talking about for the past three weeks, even Hod was like, do we really want to talk about this again? And I go, well, this is the point of news Hour. It's to keep things updated and to keep ourselves updated with what's happening. And I know that James Bond is loved by a lot of people. I mean, I love the, the, the franchise. Yep. I've seen every movie. I have the 50th anniversary collection, you know, at home on Blu-ray. Um, so James Bond is continuing to make ha- headlines again. This time, it's not a Drizalba. Nope, it's not a woman. Nope, but in fact, an ex King of the North. <laughs> yes, a dead, a very dead, a king. very dead King of the North, Richard Madden, Ro- who, aka Rob Stark, aka Rob Stark from Game of Thrones, um, and the prince in Disney's live-action Cinderella. Cinderella yeah. um, has been officially spoken to. This is the closest that we've gotten, actually. To something official. To something very official. Has been spoken to by the producer, uh, the same producer that said that James Bond should not be a woman. Yeah. Uh, Her name is Barbara something. I I forgot her last name. But she's spoken to him due to his performance in the series that he was recently in called The Bodyguard. Yeah. Which is very CIA-y and all that stuff. So he was kind of like a secret agent um, and whatnot. And apparently his performance in The Bodyguard, bodyguard really impressed the producer hence this kind of uh reach out for me personally i think that he is a great choice Mm -hmm. for this he's charismatic he's handsome he's english uh he's got the physicality but he's also got the confidence and and because again you know we've seen him as rob stark Mm -hmm. and we've seen him as the prince and and whatever um and i've seen a few scenes of the bodyguard so i kind of like it i don't know I don't think you're that excited. I, I don't know what to feel about it. Ooh. Here's the thing.
1: I, I'm, I'm not the biggest Richard Madden fan. I mean, oh. I, I liked him in I'm Game of kidding. Thrones. <laughs> I, I, I really did yeah. like him in Game yeah. of Thrones, but I think that's the only thing I've seen him in. Okay. Cinderella, I don't think I've watched the live action. You didn't see the live action? I don't think so. Oh, it's
0: actually pretty good, actually. Cinderella, Cinderella. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) No, I mean, that was one of the live actions that I actually enjoyed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I I don't know... I
1: can't really imagine him physically as okay because I see him a bit. But I think he will need to, yeah, a little I th- scrawny. But I again, think he'll need you to know, buff a bit. all you
0: need is four weeks with the Hollywood buff up regimen, and you're probably you're, yeah, you know, just
1: eating protein and hitting the gym seventy eight times. Sooner per than day, later, so yeah. you're one of the Chris's. <laughs> yeah, so I I don't know. I, I here's what ha- what happened to me last time when Daniel Craig was announced as James Bond. Right, I was also like, huh. But then when I saw him, I pretty did okay. like him. I think he's probably my favorite Bond. With- he with Bond. needed to grow on me, actually, because
0: yeah. I, I did not like him in the beginning.
1: Okay. I, I really enjoyed him in the Casino Royale. Okay. And I think we'll have to wait and see how this mm-hmm. is going to develop. Uh, and stuff. Absolutely. But I mean, why not? Why not? He's a younger Bond, which mm-hmm. means there's uh, probably more movies with this exactly. guy. Exactly,
0: And that's one of the things that I kind of like. Yeah. So that, that could be an interesting
1: way to look at And it. we've never really had a young true bond remember back in the day when Cavill was attached to that yes, before yes. before Daniel Craig before even. Daniel Craig yeah. they wanted a very young James Bond yeah, so and maybe- i
0: think and i think we need that kind of rejuvenation for bond yeah. i think it the franchise needs it
1: i th- but i worry about one thing that if they're going to make him younger would they want to appeal to younger crowd meaning the movie will be more commercial and less that's what I worry about. Yeah, I
0: mean, but again, during the time of Pierce Brosnan, it was a very commercialized Bond, and yeah. those
1: movies did really well. Yeah, but then you have the new the Daniel Craig Bond, which is right. a more realistic, more born identity kind of yeah, but, James Bond.
0: And I think this was one of my main issues with the Daniel Craig era, mm. is because it's very born, and I don't want a born, I want a Bond. Uh, but that, but that's what I liked I like the realistic oh, bond okay I
1: can relate to so
0: yeah. okay all right well anyway um continuing on with the news uh with what is happening in the film and television industry Two very, more like three, three very classic, nostalgic, animated characters are making their way into the live action realm, and they come from the Warner Brothers collection. Uh, both of the, or the three of them, being Tom and Jerry and Scooby Dooby Dooby um, Dooby. Scooby? So uh, apparently there are. Um, there is a Tom and Jerry film yeah. in the works, and there's also a Scooby Doo film in the works coming uh, from Warner Brothers. Well, that should make uh, uh, Warner Brothers Lebanon very happy. Definitely,
1: definitely. <laughs> it should be make Warner Brothers world worldwide very happy. Yeah, basically. Um,
0: here's the thing, though. Yeah. I'm not really happy
1: That they're live
0: action <laughs>
1: Me neither D- Didn't they try that With Scooby Doo By the way Yeah they did Yeah they back had in the day With
0: Freddie Prinze Jr And Sarah Sarah Michelle Gellar uh, Matthew, um, Matthew Lillard As Matthew Shaggy Matthew Lillard As Shaggy um, I don't know If I like this And here's why I don't think Our technology Is where it needs to be When it comes to animal uh, CGI animals um, In uh, In uh, John Favre's The Jungle Book They were good Yeah um, Planet of the Apes, they were good. But then you look at Peter Rabbit and they were bad. True. I mean, no. Uh, no. And then Alvin and the Chipmunks, no. Oh, that was terrible. You know, I don't know if they I don't I just can't see it. And then isn't making Tom and Jerry live action a little too violent? Like. <laughs> <laughs> you know like it's already really violent as a cartoon could you imagine actually like actual iron pans and and ironing thingies smacking a cat in the face like it's just i don't know like i don't
1: like M- it i don't like it for a different reason i i like the format of tom and jerry these 5 6 minute cartoons
0: Oh, you uh, don't like the idea that it's a feature film at yeah, all? No, I oh, don't think. Okay.
1: No, for Tom and Jerry, I don't think it works. Okay, because the episodes were short; they were straight to the point. Uh, I mean, they've they, made they on fun. like TV movies. Yeah, though. they have. And they, there's the there's a movie. There is the movie, the Tom and Jerry, Jerry movie, movie, where a, they start talking. Where they talked for which, the first which time. ruins the whole yeah. the whole mechanics of Tom and Jerry because it's yep. it's a very quiet. Not not quiet. It's quite loud actually, but <laughs> but, they, yeah. but they don't talk. For Scooby-Doo, on the other hand, I don't mind because Scooby-Doo had longer episodes and they can work with the storyline and some finding some killer and so on. So, if done properly, that could work. Now, why are they doing this? Money. Well, yeah. Well, well okay. they have you know, two. They're playing on nostalgia. Because money. Because because nostalgia and money. Uh, Tom and Jerry, you know, our generation and even an older generation will probably go go watch it. Take right. their kids to watch it. Right. So you know, like the rebirth of Tom and Jerry, uh, Scooby-Doo. Pretty much the same Uh, I I don't know what What to think of How they'll end up I do agree with you On the technology part I don't see it being
0: uh, It's not It doesn't help It really doesn't help Um the one thing that excites me about Scooby Doo is the is one of the names attached so far mm-hmm. being Chris Columbus. Oh, yeah, um, you know Home Alone, uh, the Gremlins, um, the Harry Potter films. He was yeah. essentially the one who launched the Harry Potter film universe uh, with um, uh, what was it, a Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone? Which technically it's the Philosopher's Stone um, and uh, Chamber of Secrets, um, Home Alone one, Home Alone two. He's done the yep. family entertainment thing and he does it really well Um, he's not directing but he is a creative producer which basically means he has got a lot of say but then again let's
1: go back to the beginning of the show look at first man uh, executively produced by Steven
0: Spielberg so well executive producer basically means money yes so it doesn't necessarily mean creative input yeah Uh, whereas this he is a creative producer ah okay I I, I thought he was an executive no no no, no he's the creative producer he's gonna be a creative producer okay. which basically means he's got a lot of say in the creativity of the film yeah. so that excites me a little bit uh, Tom and Jerry on the other hand I'm not It excited. doesn't exc-
1: also the, the director attached is Tim Story the guy who gave us uh, fan- the first Fantastic Four and the second Fantastic
0: Four and right along uh, Yeah so but that's for Tom and Jerry Yeah for Tom and Jerry Yeah yeah so uh, also. Chris Columbus, Scooby Doo. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's James what I'm, I'm saying. Yeah. Tom
1: and Jerry. Initially, I'm not excited,
0: and even with the director oh, yeah. attached, I'm even less excited. I mean, right along yeah. and fanta- and the two Fantastic Fours. Exactly. With the Jessica Alba. Yes. Those what that one? Yeah. No. Oh, that that one. Speaking of superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the closer we get to next year, the more excited I get, um, because not only do we get the final season of Game of Thrones, uh, we're also getting closer and closer and closer to seeing the Watchmen series on HBO, and I am super pumped for this. I was a huge fan of the graphic novel, huge fan of the movie, although a lot of people did not like the movie. I'm a big fan of the movie. Um, I I concur. Zack Snyder done right. I concur with you. Um, And now it's eve it's fallen into the hands of someone even like whose creativity I absolutely mm-hmm. love. Damon Lindelof, who gave us Lost, who yep. gave us the leftovers. Um, and this is insanely cool because um, not only is the cast freaking brilliant, you've got mm-hmm. the likes of Jeremy Irons and, and a whole bunch of other like big names yeah. attached <laughs> to this project. Um, and Damon Lindelof. It's also not going to be a remake or reboot of the graphic Mm -hmm. novel. And this is what I like most about it. It is an expansion of the mythos of Watchmen and the world of of the Watchmen. So we're going to see new heroes where they're taking the graphic novel as canon. So this is stuff that happens. So they talk about the events of the graphic novel Watchmen. But this is a brand new story that is being built here, which is exciting because this is a whole lot of opportunity. Um, with potential mentions and and show-ups of original uh, 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 characters from the novel. But Mm -hmm. um, I like that this is kind of open territory.
1: Here's my only issue. I I agree with everything you said, but Uh my only small issue is when they take certain liberties, sometimes with graphic novels or Mm -hmm. properties, it goes one of two ways. It either goes fantastically well right. or it goes down the drain. Right. Okay. And for something like Watchmen, which is very well written and Yeah, and it's very again,
0: iconographical. Uh, exactly iconographical at this point. For
1: people who are into the novel, I right. mean it's like the Bible of
0: Right, right, right. So if they
1: mess that up, not good. Yeah, not good. So that's pretty much it. But I am very excited about the show. I hope it's very violent and gory. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah. like the, the the graphic novel. So let's wait and see.
0: Yeah, let's wait and see. Okay, really quickly, we have like we're gonna try to hash these last two things out really quickly. First off, Rita Moreno, one of the stars of the original West Side Story, has been quoted saying that she is very nervous about the Spielberg remake because of the fact that Tony Kushner, who is the a screenwriter for Munich and Lincoln and Angels in America, is attached as a screenwriter. Mm-hmm. First off, I'm already kind of nervous. Uh, because this movie is such a classic so I yeah. I, uh, I am a little nervous however mm-hmm. the fact that Spielberg is attached exactly. and the fact that Tony Kushner is attached actually is one of the reasons why I'm excited yeah. because there is a lot of possibility that if the movie remake is done with the same kind of um, strategy that Bradley Cooper remade A Star is Born to where it is really relevant to a 29 whenever 2020 audience or whenever it comes out this could be a really good remake. Yeah. Because the story is kind of dark as a start. And this is one of the things that Rita Moreno is worried about is the darkness that Tony Kushner might give the film. But the, I mean, I was watching pieces of it the other day, it's still very relevant to this well, day. Well, if you think about it, you break it down. It's
1: Romeo and Juliet.
0: Well, yeah, it's uh, Romeo and Juliet. Musically done meets racism. M- m- yeah, well, uh,
1: <laughs> with <laughs> w- with Latinos and and Americans. Yeah, I am excited about the movie because, as you said, Spielberg. So right. I, yeah. He's never yeah. done yeah. a musical before.
0: This is very exciting for so, me. So it is I want to see
1: how he does it. And yeah. again, with *The Star Is Born*, I love how we're like in sync. Bye bye bye. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Bye bye. So yeah, so I uh, I want to see how how he does it. I want to see what happens. Right. I'm, I'm super excited.
0: Yeah. Okay. And finally, the monsterverse keeps growing. Yeah. Um. And and strangely enough, I don't know why this is happening. But they've been talking about this for a while. Yes. But what is strange is how excited I am. Okay. Because normally movies like this. You wouldn't be Yeah But I recently just saw The 2014 Godzilla I actually Mm -hmm. watched it Last night And then I watched Kong Skull Island Again (laughs) last night And I really liked them They're fun Yeah They're Good They're,
1: They're not like The best movies you watch But they're a lot of fun they're they have inter- a lot of heart, they're dude. They're entertaining. They
0: have heart. Yeah. The movies have heart.
1: They're like, entertaining. I, I they're had a blast watching. them. super
0: entertaining. Um, I really enjoyed them. And the more I read about the Monsterverse and what they're planning, because not only is Kong or uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters coming out next year in May, but a year from then... Kong versus Kong versus Godzilla comes out, and yeah. this is just like, yeah. I'm super excited. They're not Oscar-worthy films, as you said, but they're, but they're just a lot of good it's, it's, fun. It's an interesting universe to look into. And the, the, the Godzilla King of the Monsters trailer was really is good. one of the best trailers I have seen in a long time. Yeah, the music. Music, yeah. visuals. Mm. It's just, it's so, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. I'm excited. And you know what? It, 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 these two films, I wanted to mention this. These two films, Godzilla and, and, and Kong Skull Island, um, have something that I'm from now on going to label and categorize. I'm copywriting this. I'm calling them the three H's. Okay. Humor, hardship, and heart. Nice. And I like that.
1: There is a Triple H, by the way, in the WWE. Oh, oh yeah, sorry.
0: Ugh, really? Yeah. Way to ruin what I'm oh, about. <laughs> right. Really quick, we are back now. We're going to be discussing super fast the box office. Yeah. It really hasn't changed much since we last spoke. Um, no, it did not. Not not a lot. Not a lot. So, really quickly, in at number five is uh, the new Lebanese Syrian film, um, uh, Damascus Flight. 2701 with um 458 entries this week it's total no. run no uh, it's oh yeah no no oh, y- y- total no
1: 2000 no 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 3738 yeah but the total for
0: this week has was 458 no no that was just for Wednesday Oh, uh, whoops. Okay. So then it's 3,738. Sorry about and that. And total I run
1: because it's one week. It's been out for one week. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, okay, okay.
1: So number four, probably my favorite movie of the year so far, A Star is Born. Yep, is
0: fantastic.
1: With 10,156, uh, and it's been out for just one week. So yeah, let's see how it that's, goes.
0: that's brilliant. Um, Venom, which has been out for two weeks now, um, scored uh, an 11,489 entries this Week bringing it in at number three Number two Mr. Bean is Still at number two
1: yep well it's not Mr. Bean But it's Johnny English <laughs> strikes again with Ron Atkinson might as well it's doing really Well it's at twelve thousand Four hundred and twenty one entries after Four weeks yep with a total of Almost seventy seven thousand six hundred Entries
0: and still at number one is The one and only Nadine yes. Lebeke's uh Kafarnaum With a total run this week of Twenty three thousand four hundred and twenty Entries this is its fourth week as well rounding up at almost uh 150 well 114 000 entries in total so far this is fantastic news makes me super super happy and i think we'll see it at number one next week i have a feeling yeah yeah i don't think it's gonna dip anytime soon yeah. there really isn't anything major to compete with it at this point aside from a star is born but obviously it's it's fluctuating right now in the box office um onto our script to screen recommendations real quick uh i'm gonna throw mine out there i'm not gonna i'm not gonna waste too much time i'm gonna be recommending a a long-running television show which i love it is a guilty pleasure of mine but i love it shamelessly uh supernatural Okay, it's on its fourteenth season. I can't believe the duo is still on, but they still got it. Like I'm watching the recent season. Yeah, I'm still laughing. I'm still on board. Angels, demons, vampires. I just, I, I like it. Nice. Um, and I, 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 love that they are still able to come up with stories after fourteen years. It's a lot of fun if you like, um, you know, horrorific, you know, gods and monsters kinds of storylines, um, with two fantastic you know, bickering duos. Nice, nice. And it has a whole lot of heart. So, heart, heart is important. Heart is important. And speaking of heart,
1: going from the moon to Mars, I'm going to be talking about The Martian today. Yes. With Matt Damon, which is which is such a fun movie. It's like Robinson Crusoe on Mars. Yes. Yes. It's basically, yes. this this astronaut that gets get, left blah, gets left stranded on Mars. So much has, money spent and, on and saving
0: Matt Damon. He, oh really? God, always, <laughs> always.
1: And 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 uh, he has to survive while uh, people from Earth come back. And I, I'm very like simplifying the the whole story, but it's it's so come back good. To it's so it, well right? made, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so well made, and he survives on his own, and he starts to grow potatoes. And it's it, it's it's a really good film. It's, it's just a lot a of very fun, smart, it's, smart movie. It's witty, it's funny, it's got heart yes. again. Back to heart. It's yes. got action, suspense. Ridley Scott, I think, at his finest again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, After a few
0: dips. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know.
1: And filmed in Jordan, which was really cool. Yeah, close by. Yeah. So check out *The
0: Martian*. Awesome. So if you guys want to follow us on our social media, you can do so at alamahana and... Solo. Those are Instagram. You can also follow us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash script2screenpod. You can also check out our website, www.script2screenpod.com. You can also listen to us on...
1: Spotify and Remy, Podchasers,
0: Podbean. You can watch us on YouTube. Yes, and you can also tune in every Thursday for script to screen Conversations, my new spin-off series yes, for yes. the show, which we've been... I, I'm You've really... Done- Two really cool it. episodes so far I'm really enjoying it We've got so many more lined yeah. up Some big names too From shows in the US So I'm super excited about those um, Thank you guys really For joining us every week The show's yes. doing super well yep, yep. Like we're super happy With, with what we've been doing um, Our listenership is growing um, We've got a huge listenership In Lebanon Which is very exciting So we love you guys we thank you so much For the support really We can't do this without you And make sure you go to the movies and support movies with heart, people. It's all about that heart. Big, big hearts to all of you. Exactly. And cue the credits. We'll see you next week.